Welcome, everybody, to episode 83 of the Whiskey and Watches podcast. 83. Uh, we're, we're, we're closing in on 100. We'll get there. I don't know if my math is right. Probably by the end of the year. I feel like by the end of the year. That seems like that should be about right. Um, well, and, and tonight, a uh, bit of a bit of an audible that we called uh, due to a fantasy football draft for the Buzzman. And um, seriously, uh, thank you all for those of you who have checked in on Mr. Spangler. He is uh, alive and well, although a little sweaty because the power is out in Baton Rouge and they're not sure when it's going to be back on. He's still dealing with the after effects of Hurricane Ida. So, you know, kind of you know, keep everybody down in Louisiana uh, in your thoughts and your prayers. And if there's anything you can do, if, if you feel obliged, please, you know, send some help that way just because it's uh it's kind of a mess down there as from what i've heard uh firsthand experience with our buddy spangler but he is he is alive he is well he's just really sweaty uh from what he has said because there's no power and there's no air conditioning but uh we are able to have a a guest sort of a guest host we've we've joked about having him on for a while but our our buddy at ryan wears watches is with us tonight so ryan welcome to the show oh thanks for having me man uh excited to be here uh disappointed that buzz and spangler aren't here to join us, but uh, oh, glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no, I think we'll have a good time, even in their absence. Um, so, although you are you are missing out on Spangler's glorious mustache, okay, <laughs> and the bolo ties, and the bolo ties, uh, and if you follow him on Instagram, the cowboy hat this weekend um, pre hurricane that was interesting. Okay. You um, know, I, th- I actually think he followed me on there, and I don't think I followed him back. I will. I just I don't <laughs> think I ever did it. So Spangler, I wasn't trying to slight you. <laughs> I looked at his account, like his photography is great. So I yeah, wasn't really... he, takes, he takes pretty good pictures. Um, yeah, I was not trying to slide him or just like not follow, like not following back. I, I intend to do that, Spangler. I apologize. And I'm glad to hear you're safe. Yeah. So, uh, Ryan, you've, 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 I think you're one of our now nine listeners that we've okay. got. I, we, uh, we went up a couple episodes ago, so we're up to nine. Um, I feel you like know I was one works. of the first though. You, I know you might, I don't know if you're number one. You yep. might be number two. I, so I oh, think our buddy okay. at Motor John, I think there's a number after that, um, was number one. And then I don't think Buzz's no Buzz's mom might have been number two. You might have been number three. My grandpa didn't know about it till like episode twenty five or thirty. So I think I think you're safely at number three. All right, um, all right. But uh, but yeah. So I mean, you, you're one of the early listeners. Um, you know, so obviously you you were sort of on our our one year anniversary special. Sort yep. of. <laughs> I recorded a message for you. A you, you congratulatory you message. Yeah, you yeah. made a cameo. Yep. So you know you know how this works. So you know I, I can see the collection. Um, you haven't solved all of your problems yet back there. But <laughs> I, 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 can, have not, I, can, I have not. That is that is a portion of it there. Yeah. <laughs> I can so. see a portion of the collection. So what's in the glass and uh, what is on the wrist? Yeah. So in the glass, this is – I'm almost embarrassed to admit this. Um, so it starts off really good and then this is going to go down the hill real quick. So don't judge me. Uh, <laughs> I've got Sazerac rye, which I um, I bought a bottle on a whim. Uh, went out of town last week and went into a liquor and wine store and very limited selection of whiskey. And they had a bottle of Sazerac rye and I wanted some whiskey, so I bought a bottle to have in the room. But anyway, tonight, so Sazerac rye, two Jack Ruby bourbon age cherries, which are so much Ooh. better than Luxardo cherries or whatever those bottom tier cherries that Buzz is always going for. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, yeah, these Jack Rudy bourbon aged cherries. It's uh, Jack Rudy. They do like cocktail um, accoutrement, I guess. Uh, they're based in Charleston, uh, and these cherries are phenomenal. It's so funny. I left a jar at my mom's at Christmas, and she called me and she's like, "I've just been eating those cherries like out of the <laughs> so so anyway." The cherries are great. So 
Sazerac were I, two of those cherries with a spoonful of the syrup from the jar rather than any sweetener. Yeah. And then this is the embarrassing part. Um, it, there's Diet Coke in the glass. So <laughs> I, I, I thought I had like bitters or ginger ale or something, and I just couldn't scrounge anything up. And there was a bottle of Diet Coke. And so I was like, well... I'm going to mix this with Diet Coke, I guess. And it's actually not bad. It's not Sometimes bad. you just got to do what you got to do. Yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> so it's, uh, yeah, that, uh, yeah, it's surprisingly good. But uh, those, the Sazerac rye is excellent. Like if anybody's looking for a good, like inexpensive rye whiskey, that's not too strong. It's a uh, 90 proof. So uh, if you don't like those higher proofs, really, really nice uh, for the money. I, I think it's a great one. And then those, those cherries. The Jack Rudy cherries are, uh, I'd encourage anyone to get a jar. If you enjoy mixing cocktails, like get a jar of them. They're phenomenal. Even if it includes Diet Coke. <laughs> even if it includes Diet Coke, which is just, it's not bad. I'm not even, I'm, I'm not going to be embarrassed. It's delicious. And on my wrist, I am wearing my uh, new Cartier Santos DeMont, uh, the medium size. Uh, yeah, I don't know what to say. It's just the stainless steel, the medium. Uh, I love the size. Like some people think it's too small. I think the large, the extra large one is too big. Uh, I love the way this wears 35 millimeters, uh, wears a little bigger because of the case shape. So it wears like a 36 or 37 millimeter watch. So if you've ever tried on a date, just, um, something like that proportions are similar there. So that's what I have on my wrist. That's uh, we've been talking about that one for a while. You and I have, and yeah. uh, it's Definitely. good to finally see it on the wrist. Um, I like seeing it inside your uh, inside your pickup truck because I, the the juxtaposition <laughs> of your Dodge Ram and a Cartier Santos on a bracelet is just like, and the medium sized one too. Like it's just it's perfect with my backwards barbecue baseball cap yep. and my personal <laughs> sunglasses. I oh, yeah. am ju- I'm an enigma. The, you just uh, you're you just need a bolo tie. Well, we had a term. It was really funny. There was a term like when I was in high school. We called them prep necks. I don't know if you've ever heard this term. So it's I can like, see where it's going. It's like it's like kids from like upper middle class families that are uh, that have like a camo hat, but then wear bow ties, and they drive a full size truck, but they wear a lot of pastels. Yeah. And so they call them prep necks. And so I've I've gone full prep neck. I can completely see that being a thing. (laughs) I don't know that that terminology is used anymore. I just, I I remember like, you know, when I was in high school and stuff, people said it. So yeah. Full prep neck. Oh, well, there you go. All right. Well, I will, I will round this out in the glass. uh, I kind of forgot I had this because it was near the back because I, I tend to, I think we've talked about this on the show before. I tend to try to drink what I have the most of regularly so if i've got three bottles of something i'll work on one of those and then if that means i have two bottles of a couple of things i'll switch it up but then i I like to make sure that i've got a selection so i'll drink things slowly based on how much i have left so i kind of forgot that this got moved back to the back of the of the of the uh, bourbon shelf but i have in my glass the very excellent henry mckenna tenure bottled in bond um that i picked up yeah, I, I I think I see one on your shelf over there. Uh, yeah, there it is. Where's that? There, <laughs> there it is. 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 Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah so. Pick that one up. I want to say it's it's getting on a year ago because I feel like it was on it's on one of the trips up to South Bend to see family. I can't remember whether it was before Thanksgiving or whether it was our Thanksgiving trip. So not quite a year ago. It might have been the October trip. 
or September. I can't. I, I honestly can't remember. But I, I remember I got the last bottle at the Citywide Liquors right by uh, my grandparents' house um, up there in Mishawaka, Indiana. So, yeah. I have three of those because recently I found it more, but, like, it was just one of those that you never really saw. And, like, yeah. in a short duration of time, I saw it several times. So I was and like, just like yeah, you got to get like, it. Yeah. I get them. Yeah, and they were priced fairly. It wasn't right, like yeah. the market. They were 40, 40 bucks. And so I've opened this. Two of them have the same dump date. And I opened this bottle and not – I mean – I'm not crazy about it. Like it's uh, because you know, every bottle's different. Like, because like, uh, they're all single barrel. So every bottle's going to be different. This bottle isn't incredible. It's not bad, but it's not incredible. So, uh, that's the one thing about like these single barrels. It's like every, it's going to be different every time. So like, yeah, people rave about like McKenna or Blanton's and it's like, man, it, it's all it a really matter varies. of what you taste are and which bottle you get. Like, yep. I uh, like I've got a bottle of Elijah Craig over here that was a store pick, and uh, you know everybody talks about how great Elijah Craig is, and I'm like this the, whoever picked this barrel should lose their job. It I mean it's <laughs> awful. Like it's I mean it's so close to being a drain pour. Like the only thing I can do is use it as a mixer. It's really really horrible. But uh, I take a bit of a different approach than you. Like where you're drinking whatever you have the most of. I have like. I have so much Weller Special Reserve right now. Like you can't see it, but I we've, have four. We've done, yeah, I've, I've seen yeah. all the pictures of, of the yeah, acquisitions I, we've made because it's so readily available in Texas. So when yeah. I go home and like stay with my mom, I'll just pick it up because it's like it's literally on the shelf, like a a one point seven five liter. It's like oh, it's thirty five bucks. It's like and so, I've literally never seen one of those. Well, I've got four <laughs> of them collecting dots on the shelf over here. So uh, anyway. Uh, but I have like, I probably have like 10 to 12 open bottles right now and I don't want to open anything else until I've emptied one of those. So I'm working my way through some of the bottles I have. Um, so good problem to have solving some problems, solving some problems. I'll tell you what, um, have you ever tried, have you tried the, sorry to go on a tangent. Have you tried, have you tried this guy? The, uh, any any of these? Okay. So this is the, this is the FAE 01. They just had an O2 come out. When I first cracked this, it's 110 proof, so a little stronger. First cracked the bottle probably a month or so ago, and I was like, man, that's kind of strong. I, I had a pour last night, and it's it's opened up. like mm-hmm. It's great now. Like I could drink that like fairly regularly. They really did. I'm not a big Maker's Mark guy, but I had heard these FA, this FAE bottles were good, so I grabbed one. And nice. yeah, it's after the first drink, I would have been like, I'm not going to buy this again. But like after it opened up a little, like, yeah. yeah, it's good stuff. So that makes sense. That's cool. I'll have, to, I'll have to keep an eye out for those. And then I guess I should get to the wrist check on the wrist. Uh, my newest acquisition. Uh, it is Tuesday that we're recording. So uh, y'all know what day it is. I've got on the Speedmaster the caliber three, eight, six, one with the Hesalite crystal and the fully brushed bracelet. Absolutely love it. Um, thought I thought I put my first scuff on the uh, Hesalite today. I nailed it on a door jam, but uh, got out unscathed. So uh I don't own any polywatch yet, so I need to get some polywatch just in case that does happen. But uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. This is just one of those watches that, like, I got it and I liked it, but I kept rotating through my other stuff. Just to, and then it's just like, yeah, I just keep I keep wanting to put it on. Um, so I've been on a bit of a I don't want to say like I, I for the longest time I thought I was a dive like not thought I was, but like most of my collection was dive watches, and now it's yeah. definitely there. I've definitely been on a bit of a chrono kick when you look at. Adding the El Primero, adding the Seiko, adding this. I already have the other Tudor Fast Ride. It's like 
I've got as many, almost as many chronos as I do dive watches. I can go almost a whole week wearing nothing but chronographs. Yeah. So just, it, it's funny how those things kind of change over time. Um, yeah, I've uh, I've unloaded all my chronographs. I love that watch though. Two uh, two of my buddies have the new Speedy, and it's it's great. I I had a Speedmaster, and I actually traded it away for a Rolex Explorer a few years ago. Uh, it's not a bad trade. No, 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 not a bad trade at all. I don't regret trading it, but I would like to pick one up again. I um, I I bought the watch in Japan. I still remember. I had this was twenty fourteen. I hadn't been collect. I just kind of started getting into collecting, and I was like, "If I can find one for under two thousand dollars, I'll buy one." Jeez. And I tried to buy this watch off this dealer in Japan, and he was like, "No." Um, I offered him two thousand dollars flat, which was like a hundred bucks off what his asking price was, and he was like, "No." And then I went like three days later. He was running a sale. <laughs> And he had it priced at a discount for $1,994. And I was like, I'll take it. Uh, sold. It's the principle. It's the principle of the thing. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, I, I hit under that $2,000 number. Um, so at the time, I shouldn't have been spending $2,000 on a watch anyway. I mean, it was uh, – But which, which version was it? It was it was from the mid-'90s. So it was the uh, – it was the um, – the 861 movement. Okay, so not the 18, but the eight. that's a, that's actually pretty good. That's a pretty good. Yeah, it's it's selling for like mid fours now, I think. Yeah. And then I, uh, but anyway, yeah, about two years ago, I traded it for an Explorer. Um, so again, yeah, not a bad deal. But not a bad uh, deal at all. Right before I traded it, I was in uh, South Dakota for work, and I went into a pawn shop, and they had a. I have photos of it still. I'm kicking myself for not like trying to negotiate or buy it. A, they had a Speedmaster from 1982. I mean, when I say full kit, I mean they had the sales receipt from the Army PX that oh, this geez. guy bought it from. Like he had passed away, his wife came in and sold it to the pawn shop. But literally, the sales receipt from the PX, uh, it, early 80s, the box, everything, and they wanted like in the mid fours. And I was like, it, at the time, I was like, that's a little steep. Um, now it would be like, I should have bought that watch. Yeah. But, I mean, that just, that's kind of how everything works these days with this. With yeah. This hobby, but. Well, but I mean, even at mid fours, considering what it was, that wasn't abs- absurdly high. No, it just wasn't like, a I, great deal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, but, uh, yeah, I regret not getting it. It was sharp. I still have pictures of it, but, uh, but yeah, so. So you said. 24 so so walk us through the watch I mean because we like to do these collector conversations we like to hear kind of what what sparked the interest kind of how how you got into the hobby when it was and then kind of a little bit of your journey along the way so around 2014 okay. I'm gathering is when you were uh, starting That's to do I, it. like 2014 like is so I'll, I'll just run you through the whole story so um, so since I was a little kid, I've wanted a Rolex GMT Master II. I mean, like, and it was because Magnum PI, I saw Magnum PI wearing one when I was a kid. And I was like, I, I, I've wanted one since I was like six years old. I mean, and then my dad ro- wore a Rolex Datejust, like, as long, as far back as I could remember up until when he passed away. He had a, a Datejust. Um, so then my first job out of college, I, we had some kind of like competition and I won a Tag Heuer uh, Formula One chronograph. 
And okay. I thought that was the, I mean, it's a thousand dollar watch. Oh, it's, that's but, a great watch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was like, this is, uh, and I wore that, I wore that for almost 10 years. I mean, mm-hmm. like I wore it all the time. I still own it. I had it serviced recently. I, um, uh, but yeah, I wore that like every day for a decade. Uh, and I always liked watches, but it was like, I, I was in grad school, so it didn't really make sense to, and then the uh, came out and it was like the financial crisis. So not a good time to be buying watches. And then, so a few years, a few years after that, I kind of uh, was doing a little better. And I was like, uh, I mean, not great, but I was like back on my feet and I was like, you know, I'm going to, I'd wanted, I'd seen an Omega planet ocean. And I was like, I, I want an Omega planet ocean. I've wanted one. I can get one. I'm going to buy one. Yeah. So yep. I bought an Omega Planet Ocean. And I remember going in and uh, the lady had me try on the 42. And you know, it was 2014. So the bigger ones were like. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, there's a bigger one, isn't there? And she's like, <laughs> she's like well, that looks great. And she's like, let's. But she's like, yeah, I have the bigger one. So she brought it over. And uh, she was like, well, you could go either way. I mean, I have fairly decent size, a seven and a half inch wrist. It's like it, um, anyway, long story short, I went with the big one <laughs> and then, and now I'm always like, I should have bought the smaller one. Yeah. But not the tiny one, not the 39 millimeter. No, you the want 42. the 42 would have been perfect. Yeah. But at any rate, I, uh, I had to sell that. I, it sat in my watch box. I wore it like once every six months. I hated parting with it. Cause I mean, you know, it kind of started my collection. Yeah. I really liked it, but it wasn't getting worn and I really wanted this Cartier. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, yeah, I, I have to sell it. So I, uh, so it left the collection a couple months ago, but that's how it started. And then it snowballed a few months later. I bought that Speedmaster, and then I just started making poor financial decisions. Like every couple of months. Yep. Just like, <laughs> as we, yep. <that's, laughs> it's funny how that happened. I mean, it's just, that's, it snowballs. Our buddy Brodinky talks about that all the time. It's just like it, it's it's addicting. It's it, you get hooked, and it there's always something coming out. And, and that's the other thing I didn't even realize until I got into the hobby is like there's new stuff dropping every week. Yeah, every week there's a new watch coming out. And you're like just I didn't even realize that was a thing. Well, and I, I think I did what a lot of people do. I started buying you know that stuff that's in the four hundred to fifteen hundred to two thousand dollar range, and just a bunch of them, and then. Another like there's great stuff at those price points. Points don't get me wrong, but you know I just I've kind of moved on from that, and I'm kind of at a like a a quality over quantity situation. And so uh, I unloaded a ton of that stuff to get the Cartier. Like I uh, I sold a bunch of like you know five hundred dollar watches to like fund this. Uh, so being financially responsible, you're in finance, you can probably respect yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, completely. So, I mean, and the other thing too is we kind of talked about it like. You don't like to look at the watch box and see dead money. Like, I'm not going to mm-hmm. wear that. I bought this. I enjoyed it. It's time to yeah. move on to somebody who's going to, like, and it's going to help me get to what I want to get to next. So, yeah, I mean, you, you don't want to look at your watch box and see dead money. Um, and I feel like now everything in my watch box gets worn. Maybe not as much as it should. There's definitely pieces that get worn, worn more than other pieces. But everything I I own at this point gets worn. But, um, well, that's that's a good place to be. I mean, it's... Uh, I had a point. We we talked about this a little bit before we started recording. It's the whole. I don't know if you want. Do you ever watch the old Top Gear? Uh, I'm not a huge car guy. I've okay. watched episodes, but like I'm. Uh, but so, I know the show you're talking about. So there's an episode. There's a, there, 
If you go, they, they always kind of joked about, uh, for them, it was the Bentley Continental GT. Like, it okay. just, it always kind of seemed more like an old man car to them, like, earlier on. And, and the, the earlier versions of it didn't look as good as it kind of yeah. looks now. But it was one of those things, and we, I think I talked with Bryant about this. It's like, it's the whole idea of as you get older and taste change, you, you, ca- you kind of evolve from what you're looking at to what you're looking at now. And, like, yeah. I've talked about the idea of adding a two-tone watch, just kind of that whole... Yeah. It, you know that that whole that whole kind of vibe, and it's like the, all of those guys as they got older, as they got closer to fifty, closer to sixty, depending on which guy you're talking about on that show. They're like, you know, it just starts to look really good, and it's comfortable, and it's fast, yeah. and it's like the reason they like that car is because they've gotten older, and it appeals to that demographic. They've just finally yeah. aged into it. It's like, yeah, I feel like I'm starting to age into that two tone date just demographic. <laughs> so, dude, I think a two-tone date just is a great-looking watch. It's a it's fantastic a watch. watch. The, if I was going to do a two-tone, I would get a 16753 root beer uh, on a Jubilee. Yeah. Like, with a nipple dial that 10 years ago you could buy for 3000 bucks, and now they're $14,000. <laughs> it's like... Yeah. And they're just beat to shit too. They're not oh, yeah. in good shape. No, they're not in it's good just, shape. That dial doesn't. It, it, that dial can age well, but it doesn't always age well. It doesn't always. Yeah, like <laughs> I had somebody try to tell me once. They're like, "Oh, I call that a volcano dial." I call. I'm like, I call that a damaged dial. Yeah. Like the aging <laughs> on the dial is just terrible. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'd love to have one of those. But um, can I tell you a great two tone story? Of just course. Not a great. This is sort of a disappointing one, but um, <laughs> six months. Six months ago, and this is this is one of those things that like. Um, and my wife always, my wife always like, she's, she's very methodical in her decision-making me. I'm not, I'm like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to buy it. Like I want to buy it. <laughs> and like, she'll, she'll literally like sit on something and like mull over and weigh the pros and cons to the point where like, she's like, okay, I'm going to buy it. And either it's gone or the sale is over oh, yeah. or something's happened where it's like, it, it, it's no longer a possibility. Anyway, like perusing eBay at two in the morning is your want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I find a Vacheron Constantine 222 square case. The square case. Do you, yeah. Have you ever seen the square case one? I have. Okay, yeah, square case, two-tone. Full box and papers, $6,999. And I'm like, that seems low. I was like, that seems like drastically low. Like it, at least half of what that watch should sell for. Um, but I was like, so I walked away for like 10 minutes and I was like, I'm going to buy it. I was like, this is stupid. I shouldn't do this. But like, that's amazing. I'm going to buy it. I go back, I get on the computer and somebody else had snagged it. Yeah. Like, I think it, I think it was posted for less than 30 minutes. Like somebody, uh, I, I mean, they, they probably thought they were like, they're like, Oh, I'm making a killing seven grand. But like the yeah. two, two twos are just, I, the square isn't as popular as like right. the, yeah. the round case, but in the two tone isn't as popular as the stainless steel, but it was a sharp watch. And I feel like, uh, but I feel like this is sort of a sim- similar aesthetic. It is. It definitely. I mean, it is. It's. It's not the two tone, but like, you're. Let's put it this way. You're probably going to wear that Cartier a lot more than you would have worn that that VC. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, this, I th- like the strap changing system on this is just bonkers. Like it's yeah. nuts. It looks great on leather. I think. I feel like you can dress this up. I mean, I'm wearing it with a t-shirt right now, and I yeah. don't feel like. Maybe it looks a little ridiculous. I don't know. I don't care. I, Not at all. Not at all. I mean, but, that's that's one of the. I mean, you could do that with you could do that with a tank as well. But I like. I think I don't know. I, I'm always I've always been a bit of a bracelet guy, 
even if even if I don't always always have my watches. And see, that's the thing. That's the nice thing about having multiple watches is, so like I took the Seamaster and the Tudor and a couple of my Seikos that I wear usually on bracelets off the bracelet. Yeah. But I've got, I mean, the new Speedmaster, the bracelet on this is just absolutely, like this makes it compared to the previous iteration. And that the, yeah. the previous iteration, the bracelet is very comfortable, Just the but the way this one drapes on the wrist, it feels almost like a vintage watch. Yeah. But like it has that brand new bulletproof movement in it. So the dial on that is, sorry, don't mean to, the dial on that's amazing too, but, but yeah. Yeah, it, it just, they... It's, yeah, it's, I'm probably going to wear it. Well, tomorrow's El Primero day, so maybe I'll have the El Primero on. We'll see. Okay. Uh, And I wore that on Monday. I've been on a bit, like, it's been a chronograph week. Um, But uh, just having a couple watches on different straps, always being able to have another watch. You're like, ah, I feel like I need to wear a bracelet today and throw a watch that has a bracelet on it. Like, it's, that's, that's the nice part about it is like, you, you can, you can. That's why you need more than one. You need at least at least two or three. I mean, and you're in the Northeast, so like it's it's not as big of an issue. It's still an issue, but like Cincinnati in the summer, I am not wearing leather. I like I'm not wearing leather from like May through October almost. It's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. So like you need you need nylon, you need rubber, you need you need stainless steel. So, yeah, and like summers in the Northeast, still. I mean, you know, having like live in Alabama and South Carolina and Texas. Like, yeah, the summers aren't like they are down there, but it's still, Oh, it gets hot. Still, it gets hot. And the other thing here is if you don't have like a new construction house, there's a good chance you don't have central air, which is just like, like, yeah, I mean like, uh, it's just not a thing up here. Uh, so, uh, I mean, like people either like, you know, they renovate their old home and they put in central air or they, people use window units. Yeah. Like, so, uh, yeah, uh, you get sweaty. You don't want to wear a leather strap in mm. <laughs> like in New England in the middle of summers. I mean, most people don't want to wear leather in the summer at any point. So, okay, so back to you. You, you talked about the Magnum PI watch. Yeah, and I know you've got the Magnum PI watch. I, I well, I when did, how did we get? Then. How did we get that? How did we get there? So, so I told my wife I wouldn't marry her if I didn't get the watch. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm kidding. No, so uh, she she knew I wanted that watch. And then uh, she told me, she's like, well, she's like, I'll get you the watch for our wedding. And uh, so we got, we had like a, over a two year engagement, like just, it, just the way it fell. Like it was just, we were engaged for over two years. And I was like, well, now we're engaged. You should probably go ahead and buy the watch. <laughs> she's like, no. And her th- whole thing where she's like, wants to be methodical and wait. Well, her waiting two years cost her an extra two grand because it was like, <laughs> you could have bought it like two. But anyway. She uh, she actually had me pick it out because she's like I don't know what the hell I'm looking for like she's like I don't know so uh, anyway like yeah so she got it for me for for my wedding for our wedding uh, and you have it I on have, a jubilee too right I do yeah I have both I have the jubilee and the oyster uh, I rarely put it on the oyster anymore I love it on the jubilee it's right here it's that's such a fantastic piece yeah I love like I like I'm I think it's better than the modern one like I love the modern GMTs like. And I'm not important enough to be able to get one at an AD, so it doesn't matter anyway. But like I, if I had to pick between the new and this, I would I would choose this. Oh yeah, uh, I think the proportions of the case are better. I think it's more comfortable comfortable to wear. Um, 
I, I love the way that the bezels on the mage, which you're not going to get with the new one. No. And uh, for any Rolex ADs listening, that doesn't mean I wouldn't buy a new one from you if you offered me one. I'm just <laughs> saying. <laughs> so. If you had to choose between the two, but you can also choose both. Both both could yeah. be an option. So yeah, well, that's why you get the Batman. I mean, you don't yeah. need to you don't need to be derivative with another Pepsi. But yeah. the Batman makes sense. I mean, or maybe they come out with a Coke, and you can have a Soda Wars in your watch box. Yeah. So well, this is what this is like. The lineup that the dream lineup for GMTs is the sixteen seven for me the sixteen seven ten a sixteen seven five three root beer a sixteen seven sixty fat lady which is oh, the yeah. coke bezel yep and then i mean i know you could just i could just get a coke bezel but why not just buy one that's slightly different than the 16710 that's yeah. that's worth another five figures just to and <laughs> then and they get the batman and then like, you're, you're kind of covered through the ages with you've the got all of them all the different yeah. colorways <laughs> yeah well, except for the solid black which yeah you're gonna need like God, that black this, one with a green hand is pretty solid yeah, yeah, and you know what? Funny enough, again, business trip. Right before everything took off, I went into a Rolex AD in Kansas City, and he had one of those in the case. And I was like, uh, like just kind of mulling it up. Yeah, I didn't do it, obviously. And then it was like they discontinued it. Like, and then you know, it just, it just what what Rolex, what's happened to Rolex in just the last few years is, and you know, I mean, it's just insane. Like the games you have to play to get one, like. And well, I don't fault an AD for taking care of their best customers. I understand that. Like, but the I am of the opinion that the entire thing is it, it's artificial scarcity. Like these watches are not hard to get because every gray market seller has the watch has d- numerous numerous pieces of each one of those watches. I mean, like there there is no shortage of those watches. And I get it, ADs need to move volume so that Rolex will continue to send them watches. So, but it sucks that like that's who the stuff's getting sold to. It's not getting to collectors. I think that sucks. Um, yeah, and I mean, well, the other thing too is I, I, I'm almost like kind of less sad for the collectors for those of us who are like into the hot like that. That's a. It's. A, I don't say it's. A, it is. It's a status symbol, and it's. It's. You know, we've talked about there are certain brands that, that everybody knows, you know, kind of across the spectrum. Yeah. Um, and I, Rolex is at the top. I mean, I, and to, to most people, I don't even think that they would recognize some of the high-end names. Like, they probably know oh. Tech, but I doubt they would know. They don't know Vacheron. They don't know. They might not know. They might know AP. They might not know AP. They probably know a couple models, but it's just like yeah. everybody knows Rolex. And everybody yeah. thinks Rolex is the top of the top, which yeah. – anyone- yeah. From a brand perspective, it absolutely is. But you go in, you say, "All right, I've I've achieved my you know the career goal I want. I'm going to go buy this Rolex that I like." And it's like, "Yeah, you can get that in two years, or you can buy right. three or four other things, and maybe I'll get it to you sooner." Um, it just or you we, can buy a Cartier, and then I'll get you the Rolex you want. So, yeah. well, but I mean, the funnier thing too is it's <laughs> like uh, it, it was kind of funny because the the um, I happened to go into uh, Richter and Phillips, our, our local AD. Yeah. It, it, it ran into I mean, the story that I've told about about the watch that I got for my second son. Um, that that it's still probably the coolest story I've I have in my in my watch collection. The fact that one of the first ones that allegedly came into the United States made its way to my jewelry store so that I could take delivery the weekend I needed it um, yeah. Yeah. for his baptism. 
but I happened to run into him and we were kind of joking about that. He's, he's like, you know, the funny thing he goes, he goes, we have sold. He goes, not like, not a ton more. Not like it's it's making Swatch and Omega a ton of money. He's like, he goes, but man, he goes, we sell so many Bond watches and so many Speedmasters because people can, like he's we're in most stores where that are Rolex ADs. He goes, so they come in. They want a sub. They want a date just. They want this. That's it's not going to be in stock for six months. And they're like, Yeah. Well, I've got I've got X amount to spend. What can I buy? And they're like, Oh, James Bond's watch. Oh, the watch that went to the moon. I'll get both of those. Like, or I'll get this one. Like, I mean, like you could for if if you're if you're looking at a sub that's you know just shy of of, of five figures, you can get a deal on like now maybe not as much with the new three eight six ones, but like you get a deal on a Speedmaster and a, and a Seamaster three hundred M. You got two watches for the price of one, and they're phenomenal watches. So, like, yeah. I feel like we, we kind of joked about that. You, most people's first Rolex is an Omega. It's a Breitling. It's a two, it's whatever is in the case that uh, yeah. looks close enough or, or meets that same vibe, which is just just a weird thing. I still think you get the people who just they're just not going to do that. They'll walk out. And- yeah, I mean, they may try another AD, but they're going to get the same. Like, you, you get it same, in the same, same story. Answer. So. Well- I shared with you that story about that kid that was talking to me about Richter and Phillips. And I was like, dude, the experience you're describing is completely different than every experience I've heard described at that store. So I don't know if that kid was walking in there. Like, I don't know what the policy here is of cursing, but like trying to act like a big swinging dick and like (laughs) trying to like, I mean, that's the only thing I can think of. Cause it's like, he was sitting here telling me that he bought two Omegas from him and was buying his wedding rings there. And I was like, and they're telling you they can't get you a date just or a no date sub. I was like, you're not, I mean like the no date sub is a little more challenging than the date just, you may have a slight weight, but the fact that this sales guy at Richter and Phillips is telling you what you're telling me is he's just saying, Oh, it's just, you just got to happen to come in the day we get them in. Like, you're giving him a reason to not want to help you if they've spent that much money. Yeah. In oh that yeah. Store, I mean, that's yeah. 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 I mean, that's just, it's, it's in my experience, they're, they're one of the people, like, and I know that there are dealers everywhere that, that have a, that, that seem pretty, pretty legit, pretty, and they do things in a way that you'd say, you know, that seemed, that's, that's fair. You know, I, you get the pressure that they're under, you get that, you know, they have, you're in a big enough city. You, you have your big customers. You have to take care of and things like that. And I mean, I know they've had they've had watches that. I mean, let's be real. They aren't getting in the case, but there are some watches that I've tried on there that they're like, hey, like obviously I'm, I'm decently close with with one of the sales guys there. And he's like, if I'm ever, and he goes, oh, you want to see something crazy? And I was like, yeah. He goes, he goes, obviously. I was like, oh yeah. He goes, this was a special order. But it's like you see things and you're like, and the, and the guys who order those, like you want a a platinum Daytona that I've tried on that took seven months. Like this is a guy who like, this isn't, you're not moving volume in platinum Daytonas. Yeah. Like somebody ordered one and it took seven months for it to show up. Like, yeah, it's just, it's, it's one of those things where it just, it's one of those, like that's, and that's, I mean, those go for more than MSRP on the secondary too. But like, the number of buyers for those is significantly smaller than the number of buyers for a regular Submariner. Let's put it that way. (laughs) So, but yeah, so, so yeah, I just, it, I get the position that they're in. Um, it just, it's good to see some do it right. I get, I I mean, I, I get it. I get it. Cause, cause the other thing too, is you don't know how long you're going to have that relationship. 
Yeah. Because that's that's kind of the biggest fear as a Rolex AD is. I mean, you saw what AP did a couple years ago. Yeah. They went all boutique. Rolex, yeah. if they wanted to, could completely do that. I don't think Rolex ever will, though. I mean, they've actually said we're they they their comment has been we're not we're watchmakers, not watch sellers. We don't sell watches. Well, they their their ads don't really sell that many these days anymore. Yeah, well, <laughs> but, they're, yeah. they're also a nonprofit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, like, so many loopholes, but um, I mean, yeah, it just you know, it's it's the whole idea of. You know, you, you come in, you, the one day that the Rolex guy comes in and says, yeah, that, you know, you're, you're done at the end of the month. Like, you, and it, it could be for, it, it's little things. Like, I've heard things, just, it, you never know. And I mean, and that's kind of the thing. It's like, you don't, you don't make the same amount of money. You don't have the same sales volume selling Hamilton. And that's no offense to Hamilton, but like, you're not making a killing selling Hamiltons. <laughs> so, <laughs> I went into the, I went into the um, Rolex boutique here two weeks ago. And uh, the um, I was getting the the Milgauss. I was getting a link added into the bracelet on the Milgauss, and so I was standing up front. The girl took the Milgauss, and I was just waiting. And one of my one of my friends works there, and he wasn't working that day. But I asked somebody. I, was, I asked if he was there. And the guy said no, but him and I got to chatting, and I, I listened to him just tell three people like go through the whole spiel about, well, we don't really have those right now. Everything's mm. just in really, you know. It, a Submariner, like it's six months to a year. Like I turned around and I was like, how tired do you get of having that conversation like over and over again? And then he's like, he's like, I have two ladies date just in stock. He's like, that's what we have <laughs> in inventory right now. Like that. I mean, that's what they had in the Rolex. <laughs> and I, I was like, yeah, I mean, I, so I get annoyed because I've seen, like sales associates that work at Rolex boutiques or Rolex ADs that like somebody asks about a watch and they're like dismissive and rude. And it's just like, dude, like somebody's literally trying to give you $10,000. Yeah. yeah. I get that you're getting tired of having this conversation, yeah. but like be respectful. Like, um, it, you know, it's probably, I'd probably get tired of having that conversation over and over again too. Oh, yeah. It's the line of work you chose and this market's not going to be like this forever. So if this is a line of work you intend to stay in, at some point, the market's going to soften, and you are going to have inventory that you need to move. And that guy's going to remember that you just like tried to like talk shit to him. Well, and it, that's and the crazy I, thing. Pardon the language, man. Yeah. It, no, you're we fine. have no cussing policy. No, we here. do not. We do not. So, okay, um, I, I didn't know if this was family friendly or not. So, I don't like. Here's the other like with some of that like with the family friendly stuff. Like, how many people are going to put a watch podcast on with their kids? I mean, I've had I've had my wife listen to a couple of episodes of Hodinkee Radio in the past when like it was a guest that she knew, and I, I yeah. thought like there were cool other things that were talked about, and I'm trying yeah. to like see this hobby isn't that strange, like you know, that kind of thing. But um, I, I mean, I don't know. This is this is a pretty. Bo- I don't say this is bo- like for for those of us non nerds, like this is. Can't imagine you. Your kids are gonna be like, "This is one of the daddy. Turn it off." <laughs> uh, I've actually got a great watch story. It's not about kids, but it's about like you know, like how many people are into this hobby. Like this doesn't oh, yeah. happen very often. Yeah. Uh, have you? Uh, I was on a. We have a week weekly work call on Fridays where everyone in my role across the world gets in on this call on mm-hmm. Friday mornings. To talk about things. And me and this guy named Mo from London, 
were the first two on the call this morning. I was sitting here like this, and all of a sudden he goes, "Is that?" He's like, "Is that a GMT Master Two on a Jubilee?" And I was like, "I was like, yeah, it's not a new one." I was like, "This one's like thirty years old." Uh, he's like, "Oh, that's even cooler." So it turns out my coworker uh, used to be the manager of the watch department at Selfridges in London. Have you ever been to oh, Selfridges? Have you I've been to London? Been. I've not been. My my, okay. oddly enough, my my younger brother studied abroad there. Uh, okay, but I'm I'm okay. familiar with the name of the store. Yeah, yeah. So that Jeremy Pivens like did a TV show about that department. So their watch department's awesome. It's almost as nice as Harrods. Uh, they, so they have an awesome. But anyway, bef- in another life, before he got into this line of work, uh, he had been the watch manager. So he holds up his wrist. And he's got the new Tudor uh, Black Bay chronograph on. Oh, nice. So <laughs> yeah, I was just so excited to have like a another uh, watch, watch buddy yeah. at work. Yeah, uh, but. Uh, yeah. Anyway, that was just like talking. I don't even know what made me think of that, but uh. it's just, it's 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 a weird. It's it's one of those when you find you like oh one of us, one of us. It's like, it's the, so the, after I started at my new comp the company I'm at now, I found out like uh, that we have all of these watch uh, these watch manufacturers are clients of ours, like AP. Oh, that's funny. Uh, Tag Heuer, Ulysse um, Nardine. Uh, and so I, I've been joking with like our French office. I was like, the next time we have an onsite at Audemars Piguet, I'm going to weasel my way into getting to, to having to go. Uh, <laughs> keep in mind, I speak French like a four-year-old that's had like three bottles of wine. But uh, I'm like, I'm going to find a way to go. And then I'm going to refuse to leave the premises until they sell me a Royal Oak. I'm like, I'm not going anywhere. Not going anywhere. I'm tired of this game. <laughs> uh, that's funny that's funny yeah i was like looking through our we have like a client folder on a shared drive and i was looking for a fold i was looking for a like a client under a and i scrolled past and i was like automark i was like what the yeah yeah but i got really excited yeah oh yeah i mean that's kind of the i would say that's kind of the dream but it's like okay you got a connection maybe you're that but you're that much you got a leg up on somebody else trying to get that royal oak man <laughs> yeah i know it's like i'm just not leaving your building it's yeah. like, <laughs> so you sell me the watch like uh, um anyway dude, i'm i'm going off on tangent dude that's that's this dude that's how this episode that's how we run um, we, we kind of joked about that. Like it's, it, it's like an episode of family guy where it's nothing but tangents. <laughs> well, what else do we want to talk about? Like, so, I mean, uh, did you want me to keep going through my collection or did you want, what do you want to, so do you want to talk mean, shit about Brian? We, we, so I was, I was going to joke about that. You're talking about a speedy. Like if you want a speedy, you could just tag your wife and a bunch of speedy Tuesday stuff. That seems to work. <laughs> that, so like, I think that she love my wife like she's very supportive i think she's about over my watch hobby i think um not over it but like i she she doesn't see the need for more watches like, I, I mean uh, that's fair i get that at least you don't have a yeah. podcast you're trying to record every every stuff off in. it could be tell her it could be worse <laughs> yeah well uh no i um no, I'd love to add a speedy again at some point, and maybe someday I will. The problem is now the watches I have left are stuff is stuff I want to hold on to. Yeah, and it's like I kind of have a, a a minimum one in one out policy. Well, if I don't have anything that wants to go out, yeah, how do I bring anything in? I'm just gonna have to make tough decisions. Yeah, if I want to add anything else, and I I always find I do, that I always find that one in one out policy interesting. 
Yeah, so I've tried to like skirt around it, and she's like, "Yeah, and that doesn't mean you can sell a five hundred dollar watch and buy a six thousand dollar watch." And I'm like, "Yeah." So, uh, but yeah, so I mean, I've sold off like all of my like, wait, like affordable fun stuff is like. Pretty, I have a couple of watches that kind of have sentimental value that are like low dollar watches that I'd never get rid of. Yeah, and then I just. I don't really know where to go from here because I'm really happy with where my collection's at. And the only things I want to add are either impossible to get or prohibitively expensive. So, yeah, it, it makes it a pretty easy way to settle on, on where you're at. Um, and it's, it's, it, you know, it's funny cause you have the, one of the watches we haven't talked about yet that, that gets from what I can tell from your Instagram stories, uh, a decent amount of, um, wrist time and thank you for reminding me you know through covid what day of the week it was i know that's been helpful that's a public service you do every day in your story which well, we all appreciate Bryant does i stole that from Bryant. so Bryant, i'm gonna <laughs> tell you right now i i he used he does it i stole it from him so that's his thing uh, uh that's where i got it so but imitation uh, the sincerest form of flattery of flattery yeah so 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 bearded southern gentleman apparently uh, it's weird that i've not noticed that he does it i mean i know he posts i but no he he He's the original it. man. Okay, all right. I'm a. Uh, I am just a cheap imitation. That's where I got it. From. <laughs> um, is your Nomos? And the funny thing is, is I got to try one of those on for the first time recently, and that yeah, that guy right here. He yeah. I love this watch. That's, I love this watch. It's such a cool complication too. I the way it, like it is. People call it a world time. It's not a world time. It's a dual time. It is. The it is probably one of the coolest like ways of presenting that. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, like the GMT Master is great. Like, I love it. But like in terms of like a like a dual time watch, I don't know of anyone that's done like a more like original, like creative like design that is like so aesthetically pleasing. And like I know their whole thing is like Bauhaus, and I don't look at this and think, "Oh, that's Bauhaus design." This does right. not look like Bauhaus right. design. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's very the dial's busy, but it's very well done. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I love this watch. Like I could talk, like it's it definitely one of like my top three. It's like I, yeah, I love it. it's it's a pretty neat way to so that I think them. And then there's one there's there's an and I see the Oris bear mug behind you on the on the books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the yeah. the the, the one that stores. yeah. Um, I I finally got to try on. It's 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 nowhere near the same aesthetic, nowhere near the same, but it's a it's a similar function. So yep. there's the 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 Nomos has the 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 ring with all the cities, and you press the button, and it cycles through, button. and it tells yeah. you where you're at. That's really cool. The yep. Oris that I like, if it was just if it was forty three. Or forty four, yeah. I could make it work, but it's four. I tried it on; it's forty five. It is. I may still own it eventually, but it is like I hold yeah. out hope that they'll shrink that complication a little bit. The one where you you turn the bezel and the hour hand jumps, like that, that is. Yeah. It's such a cool. It's such a cool feature, and trying it on, like it's it's. There's there's less of a click, and you're like, oh, could you? Bu-? No, the, the amount that you have to turn it, it's almost an entire quarter of a turn of the bezel to get it to work. So you you don't yeah. have to worry about jumping the hour accidentally. It is so, like those two. I'm like, man, you want to talk about a really cool way to design a complication? Those that Nomos and that Oris, they both just it's and it's it's a cool way to keep. Like, do I really need to? Am I in the line of work where I really need to press a button and figure out? No, I I I I work in Cincinnati. Like 
the most I have to keep track of is my in-laws are two. Like I can do minus two pretty easy. Like yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. It's, it's one of those, like, I don't have that. I am not that jet set. I don't have people all over the world. I need to keep track of. It's like, uh, Denver. <laughs> my, my company is headquartered in France. So I guess I have more of an excuse. You do. But like, yeah, I guess. So it's, uh, but you own that watch longer than you've worked there. So, <laughs> I, but the pre, my previous employer was a French company. Okay. And my previous employer to that, uh, required me to travel throughout the U S and Canada. Okay. So I was jumping and I was on the road a lot. There you go. So there I you was, go. I was jumping times. Yeah. Road. So, uh, anyway, the, uh, so I'm going to plug someone because on that, that nomos, uh, and they're also who I got my black Bay 58 from and it's ACE jewelers in Amsterdam. And I worked with Dale Vito uh, and uh, Ace Jewelers in Amsterdam, like, is awesome. Like, I, uh, the other thing is they recently, I guess, stopped carrying IWC, but they still have some IWC inventory. So if you're interested in an IWC, I would encourage you to contact Dale Vito on Instagram and see if he can do anything for you. Uh, he's awesome to work with. Uh, so that's it. I just want to plug my... Uh, you are I just want to plug them. Yes. You are not the first uh, person to not necessarily plug them on the show, but mention them. Uh, I, I yeah, think they're as, great. as you've you may well, I mean uh, the owner uh, Alan has been on with oh, uh, Fratello yeah. multiple times, yeah. and I again yeah. from from our buddy Mike, I've heard nothing but great things about the folks at Ace. Yeah. I've not had any experience with them, but like so, multiple guests had, have now said this. <laughs> I've had three friends that bought Nomos from them in person and just like ordering over the phone. Uh, and everyone just raves about the experience they got. Like, um, when they did, awesome. it, they so, did an absolutely stellar special edition of the watch that you own, which yeah, was well, killer. I asked about that. <laughs> any chance. And, and so then they like Dale kind of taunted me with it. He's like, well, we have the prototype. And I was like, any chance you want to sell me that? <laughs> yeah. He's like, no, I can't sell you that. Uh, so yeah, they only did twenty five of those, but it's the black dial yeah. triple cross, at th- which is like really a triple X, but they call it a triple cross. Yeah, at three o'clock instead of the home logo, it's like the Amsterdam flag logo. Yeah, it's uh, uh, and they do a different Nomos every year. I don't know if you knew that or not. They do a uh, they do a Nomos Ace, and they do it in Amsterdam's color, so it's always black and red. That's pretty stellar. Uh, but I don't know what they'll do this year if they're going to do anything with the like the pandemic and everything. But like, uh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, Ace Jewelers is awesome. So. Yeah. so if any of your eight other listeners are interested in like a Nomos or anything, yeah, yeah, they can they can all uh, they can all go check that out. But yeah, no, I've I've like I said, I've heard very 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 good things about them, and yep. um, you know, obviously they've been on like I said on the Fratello a couple of times, which has been pretty pretty cool. And they, they, it's neat because they seem at least a lot like they're into watches like it's 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 fun when you get to meet yeah. people it's like yeah. this isn't just a business they're passionate about it so like it you, yeah. again that whole one of us feeling it's like you're talking with somebody who or working with somebody or buying something for somebody who who gets it um which is which is fun so and then so i i typically there's like two ad's i kind of work with it's ace jewelers in amsterdam and then uh, i work with bet i buy stuff from betteridge uh which is headquartered in Connecticut, but the shop I work with is out of Vail, Colorado. That's where I got the Cartier. Oh, nice. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Rob Shea at Betteridge is also awesome. So if anybody from Betteridge is listening, I just want to make sure uh, oh, yeah. he gets his plug. Well, Am I allowed to plug people? I mean, yeah. We, we, crazy, so. Yeah, no, it's 
just this just well the other thing too so you might be are you the only person who is both tangentially a member of the carolina watch club and the boston boston watch shots probably because like i split time and (laughs) like you know like from south carolina and then like working up here a lot so like yeah i uh, i split time so probably so uh yeah well and that's that's pretty so because i mean obviously that's how that's not how we met but i saw your episode of two talk in time you know we've both been yeah, on yeah. that with bryant uh, our buddy bearded southern gentleman which yeah that's been a fun a fun thing that they've done but then also you know bwsg or as as lana on put it i think it was the bariatric warlock singles get together <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that, I mean, that group has completely taken off in the last. It blew up. It's and unbelievable. So, so my friend, my friend Zach ran Red Bar Boston, and he's moved out of town and just had a baby, and like, so he lives out in the suburbs now, and it's just like, um, it's not. And then with the lockdowns, it's difficult to find a place to like host events. Yeah. Uh, but he did it for years, and we we would get decent turnouts. But I mean, it would ebb and flow anywhere from ten to maybe thirty people. And then Boston Watch Shots, uh, this kid uh, started it during the pandemic, and they had a get together that Oris showed up. Yeah, posted, yeah, and they had like just a ton of people. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I, I don't really know. Yeah, it's it's blown up. Uh, it's a good group of guys, and like Longay on a NATO, I was able to wear a uh, platinum a langen zone yeah. on a five dollar nato strap <laughs> yep that probably was yeah. too big because that's that's his that, thing <laughs> yeah it's uh yeah he uh he has some awesome watches so, he does, and uh, he's a, he's yeah. he's a great guy like i think that's what i've enjoyed most and and you know obviously you said you said guys there's also a couple females at least one that we know our our our, our friend deb at case and crown um she's uh she's a character um and uh, just yeah, meeting people who enjoy it, but don't take it too seriously. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's a serious hobby. These things are you know, expensive little machines we put on our wrist, but at the same point, it still needs to be fun. And I don't yeah. know if it gets much more yeah. fun than Laga on a NATO than taking an absolutely gorgeous, you know, platinum dress watch and throwing it on yeah. a brightly colored, ill-fitting. Nylon strap, <laughs> and then throwing it on your ankle. <laughs> the uh, like, and I love red, like Red Bar Raleigh uh, is awesome. Like they, uh, but I went to the Red Bar Global Meetup in New York City a couple years ago, which overall was a great experience. But there were some of those outings where it was like you just met some people, and it was like you're the reason, like you're the reason there's a perception about people that collect watches like you like and not everyone there were people with amazing watches that were the friendliest people in the world but then there were just like there there were a handful of people that would just like you just suck as a human being like, <laughs> I just suck. i mean like i don't know what else i mean to in say. fairness I mean, like, it's the same at, it's the same at like every i mean to be honest and i would say in every hobby there's the people who take it a little too serious and they like to remind yeah. you that you yeah. don't take it serious enough and it's just like okay cool um well, do I'm really a firm believer of like there are cool watches at every price point. Like I think you can find neat stuff for a hundred or two hundred dollars. Uh, like your budget should not be a barrier to entry to not enjoying the hobby. Uh, and I don't like meeting people that 
disagree with that sentiment. I mean, you're <laughs> entitled to that opinion, but you come across as kind of like rude. I mean, like uh, when we've talked about like, how many good Seikos there are at every price, like Seiko yeah. is like everybody knows Seiko. Everybody knows Seiko yeah. and thinks of them as the department store watch. But like, if you really get down into it, it's like holy cow, they have stuff you can buy for under a hundred that is great. Yeah, they have stuff that you can buy for over a hundred thousand dollars that is excellent. Like, yeah. just you pick your price point. Seiko's going to sell you a watch. <laughs> yeah, like well, Orient does like cool, yeah, affordable stuff. Like, there's. There's cool stuff out there, and like I, like anyone, regardless of their budget, like should be able to like in like enjoy the hobby and be able to find something that's cool. That said, I hate homage watches. I hate them. <laughs> like, and I will get into it with people on forums and stuff about homage watches because, like, and I think I had this conversation with Brian when I was on with him, but there is. There is a contingent of people that collect homage watches that, like, I don't care if you collect homage watches, if that's what you want to buy, it's fine. But don't ask me for my opinion and then get offended when I tell you what my opinion is. And this is my thought. For the money, there are better watches that are not derivative and have their own design DNA, like, for the same money. And if you buy a Steinhardt and tell me you bought a Steinhardt because you love Steinhardt, you bought a Steinhardt because you wanted a Rolex and you didn't want to spend Rolex money or you couldn't spend Rolex money. And as soon as you say that, they're like, you're a snob. It's like, I'm not a snob. I'm making an honest assessment. You asked me what I think. This is my opinion. Like, don't ask me my opinion and then get offended when I tell you what I think. And then certainly don't insult me. And that seems to be their default. They don't listen. They, they A lot of people that collect homage watches, not all, but a lot of them, at least on the forums and in groups, they fall back to, if you don't like what I like or agree with my sentiment, you're a snob. And that's what I can't stand. Like, I don't care if you want to buy an homage watch. It's fine. I'm not going to spend money on it. I'm not going to offer up my opinion if you don't ask. But if you're in, like, a social media, it's social, and you asked for input, I will tell you what I think. And then you don't then get to tell me that I'm a snob for telling you what I think of the watchable. Like, uh, I mean, there's, there's, so, and th- that is the weird, I say that's kind of the, the weird aspect of this. Like there's, there's, there's pluses and minuses to the social media aspect of this hobby. The plus is yeah. we're recording right now. Like to be honest, yeah. it, th- without social media, this episode, most of this podcast probably doesn't happen. Let's be real. Yeah. <laughs> like most of the content on here, it would just be me, Buzz, and, and Spangler talking with a couple of the and, and realistically, probably not any of the cool micro brands we've had on, probably not Oris, yeah. because all of those introductions have happened over social media. Um, yeah. so 90% of the really cool content that we have done would not have happened without social media. It's a great way to bring people together. Like Honestly, all the Red Bar Cincy stuff that I get to talk about wouldn't have happened without social media. All that all that stuff, like, none of it happens without social media. But there is a weird aspect to it where it is, it's the FOMO, fear of missing out. For those of you not up with that, uh, my grandpa listens, so FOMO is fear of missing out. Um, and Buzz's mom. Do people still say that? I think so, but it's it's the whole, <laughs> yeah, I think so. I feel- um I feel like Spitz, we're getting to the age where we don't know what we might. Say. You're not wrong there. Um, yeah. <laughs> like I said, I'm starting to look at two tone date. Justin, like, man, I think that that's on the like. <laughs> so, um, 
Yeah. But it's it. There's that. There's the competition. It's it's the whole. It's the whole popularity contest, and it's not necessarily it, it's. It's not necessarily popular for you being popular, but it's the popular. Like I have this, and you like, and I think that's the weird thing. Yeah. It's like it's. It, it got to a weird point with certain pieces where you're just like. It's not enough to have watches that I like, but it's I have to have watches that I like because I'm conditioned to like them, but also that I have them and other people don't. And that's that's the thing that yeah. that, that a lot of a lot of things that I don't really yeah it, that I don't quite understand is like it, just because you have it and other people can't have it is what makes it cool. It's like that's that's not other people can have it too. Like it just it's it, it's a weird. It's a weird competition for for likes and for for superiority. That's kind of yeah. Well, it's I think exclusivity. People yeah. are like people love exclusivity, but I think the kids call that flexing. But yes, they do. Flexing. Yes, they do. But uh, no, my like my favorite watch is my GMT Master Two, and if you like, I mean, not if you like went onto social media and looked at like the likes I get on photos. It gets fewer likes than like any of my other watches. Uh, I don't know why. I, I I feel like it's a popular watch. I'm not going to stop posting it because I love that watch and like I'm not trying to be an influencer. I just I post pictures of watches and whiskey because I think it's kind of fun. Oh yeah, um, it's the two things you like. Two of the or two of yeah. the things. You, well, and the other fun thing. Two. Of- one of the ones that they gets like the, the, a lot of like. like from from a, I know that a lot of it has to do with the algorithm and all that other all that other crap. But like, holy cow! Um, there, there were two there were two watches that I absolutely noticed, like got more traction than others originally. And the first one was the most likes I had ever gotten up to that point on Instagram. And I think this was pre podcast. It might yeah, it was definitely pre podcast. Was the first picture of that white Seamaster that I took? Yeah, I had gotten it. I posted it on a road trip for my previous my, for my previous job. I just in a, in a Hampton Inn in the middle of nowhere in Ohio, and I was like, just gonna flop it down on the desk and take a picture. And it got more, but, but it was it was one of those where it was. I think it was one of the one of the like I said it, because it was one of the first ones delivered in the wild. It was like it was one of those first ones that was out there. Like it was yeah. a live shot that somebody like this is the yeah. watch, and people are like, holy cow! And the other one was. Man, most of my Seikos get a ton. Like everybody loves Seiko. Like, and I know it's it, the mall brand, the department store brand, whatever. Like, I am sorry. Like, if you start if you start talking to collectors and people in the know about watches, like, man, what Seiko has done for the last 140 years? Because there's a every year there's an anniversary for Seiko that falls on a, a five <laughs> or a ten, and yeah. there's all yeah. like there's always an anniversary edition for Seiko. But like, I mean, they have. They, they they can do everything, and it just it like there's some of my favorite watches at all price. But like I have a I have a Seiko Samurai that I got at Macy's for fifty percent off, and it, because it was orange, I wanted an orange watch, and I got like this. And it I I wear that watch most weekends in the summer because I'm doing yard work. That is my yard work yeah. watch because I can beat it up, and it takes a beating, and it's a huge hunk of steel on my wrist, and it's fantastic. I love Seiko, and I know you you've got or you used to have have used to have that that uh panda chrono yeah i had this that, that yeah, that's fair but that is uh, just a fantastic little quartz chrono that it's just, an awesome watch awesome watch i i doubled my money on it which is insane so that was awesome 
yeah. The that thing is crazy popular. Like what that watch sells for. Like I think it was only available in Japan. It was three hundred dollars. Sold out really quick. Uh, and like now they sell for close to a thousand dollars. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, I, I had to sell it. I hated to have to sell it because it's an awesome watch. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, sadly it's gone because choices had to be made. I mean, uh, I get it. <laughs> I yeah, get it. That yeah, that so. Cartier is absolutely fantastic. So I, I absolutely get that. But I mean, just yeah. it just kind of speaks to that was a quartz Seiko chronograph, a quartz Seiko chronograph yeah. that was selling for three X MSRP. Yeah. Yeah. The hobby's so, taking like, some weird I turns. Would love to, <laughs> dude, I would love to get over to Japan sometimes because that it, it was with a department store called Nano Universe. It's a department store in Japan. And they do Seiko collaborations fairly regularly. And they've had some really cool stuff. They had another one recently that uh, somebody had it posted on one of the forums for sale. He wanted like 150 bucks for it. And it was like a diver. And uh, I was really tempted to grab it, but it was uh, 45 millimeters. And I was like, I just, I can't do 45 millimeters. Like, it's just, that's pretty good that size. That was the only reason I didn't buy it. So, I mean, yeah, it's just, so. here's the other thing. So, like, I know, I know you've got the, the Black Bay 58 Navy Blue. Which, talking about likes, I got that the day it came out from Ace Jewelers. Thanks, Del Vito. Uh, <laughs> and uh, the, uh, got that the day it came out. And, uh, yeah, so my cringy douchebag hashtag for that one was Team No Waitlist. But that, <laughs> that, uh, that, uh, that, that got a lot of likes. It still gets a lot of likes when I post it, but like the first couple of photos of that I posted. It is a. But yeah, I have that. And I know you and I have joked about this. It is an absolutely fantastic watch. It is. You don't like it. Though. No, I do. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. I like that watch. I like the fact that they made a blue one. It is not. It is not a GPHG award-winning watch. Like it is legitimately the same watch that won GPHG two or three years ago, with a new di- with a new dial, like a new dial and a new color. Like that is that is it. <laughs> like it, I'm sorry, there is nothing innovative about it. It's a beautiful watch. Yeah, it is fantastic. They, innovated. they went blue. They yeah. went blue. Got innovative. You know something? The innovation they removed there. The, guilt. the innovation there was the fact that they didn't cave and go green. <laughs> <laughs> not yet that's coming out this year out that's the green one, well they did the, the gold one in green um yeah i just yeah i don't think they'll do green just because of just because of uh like rolex and because of the well they did the harrods model as well yeah in the bigger that was size. like a different yeah. shade of green i'm talking like an emerald green yeah, yeah. They that, probably that harrods is nice like i have the original black bay the uh the harrods is nice like I can't wear it on a bracelet. It's too chunky. I, I wear it on the NATO that it came with. And I like that like NATO-ish yep, strap. Yep. Uh, and I like it a lot. Uh, I, it's another one I don't really want to get rid of. Um, but yeah, the 58, the case proportions are way better. It just wears. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's a great watch. And I, I'll be honest with you. I the, One of the reasons why I don't probably won't ever buy a 58 is because I've got a regular one and I know I wouldn't wear the regular one as much because the, the 58 is just a phenomenal size. Um, and that, yeah. that, that regular one I contractually obligated to wear, uh, cause that's the one that's going to the firstborn. So I wear it, that wore it. His first day of school yeah. was a week and a half ago. Last got last week, last week was a big week cause we had both birthdays cause our boys, yeah. their birthdays are the, you know, everybody who follows us on follows the, my personal account on Instagram saw, yes, I have two sons. Yes, their birthdays are a day apart. Don't at me. Um, they're two years <laughs> apart uh, or a day shy. Their birthdays were last week. We got family coming into town later this week because I have a nephew whose birthday 
was the week before because uh, he's uh, 11 days older than our youngest. So it's just there's a bunch of little boys. Um, it's going to be a fun weekend this coming up weekend. But uh, yeah, so the, I, I don't want to. I don't want to have a reason to not wear the watch I'm going to give to my firstborn. And that's why I probably went on a 58. Um, although it's funny, going back to Seiko, say I saw Mr. Zeratsu post a new 38-millimeter Seiko Diver Solar that is like slightly browner than the new Black Bay 58-925, like slightly more. like. Yeah. Let's be real. It's not taupe. The Black Bay 58's got a gray dial. This Seiko has more of a brownish, what I would call taupe dial. It looks really cool, and it's a Seiko Solar, so you know that thing's got to be like two hundred fifty (laughs) bucks. The uh, watch mod. Do you do you know watch mod? Oh yeah, yep. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, he has a really cool Seiko Solar dive watch that um, looks like a vintage diver that came with a couple of dial variations. Dial like dial variations. It was a Japan domestic model. but he got that. That was a really good looking one. Yeah, they do some really cool stuff, like JDM stuff. Like, like if you want to spend not a lot of money and get some cool watches, like, like go find some of these Japan domestic model Seikos for like a couple hundred bucks. They, but uh, I'll tell you what uh, I do like is like the, uh, the what is it the one hundred and fortieth anniversary lineup they did where they did the same color scheme on like four different watches. Yeah, and again Seiko gets it. They did them all for price points for everybody. There's oh, a two hundred dollar yeah. Seiko five, and then like you know all the way up to like thirteen hundred for the Prospects Diver, yep. and then the GMT. They did that GMT. Well, did they do? I feel like they did. Did they do a Grand Seiko in that colorway or not? I don't think they did. They didn't a do a Seiko, Grand Seiko. They've spun Grand Seiko off. It's a standalone company yeah. now, so it's not like I, I don't know how they're working the anniversaries there. They did four. They did that Seiko five. Yeah. They did the Prospects. They did a Solar. And they did the GMT. Yes, the, and the solar did, was the solar a chronograph. I feel like they did a chronograph. I think it might yeah. have been. Yeah, I, don't I mean they do. Uh, it was my least favorite, honestly. Yeah, like I was like for a couple hundred bucks at Seiko Five. It'd oh be yeah, it was, I mean a blue watch. You know, like dark blue bezel looks pretty. I mean, I've seen I've seen the uh, the white one, the the pro, the prospects one, the um, the essentially yeah. the newer version of the of the SPB one four nine that I have. And it's absolutely phenomenal. Like yeah, for thirteen hundred bucks, God, like a, yeah, big thirteen hundred. Yeah, price right around there. Yeah, like a great watch. It's a phenomenal I, yeah. watch. I mean, it. So the one that I like that they just came out with is the new Marine Master. With the, it's hysterical that they they brought out one of their tallest professional dive watches with matching cufflinks, uh, because that yeah, watch is yeah, not fitting that, under yeah. a shirt sleeve, let alone one that has <laughs> French cuffs. But oh my goodness, that red dial, the red textured dial with the black bezel. Mm, I love that watch. Um, so I'm, uh, I almost kind of want to wait till they come out with that in the Mirror Master 200 because that watch just wears better than the 300 and like none of us need that extra hundred meters of water resistance for yeah. what we do daily. Um, at least anybody that I, uh, we, I, I can think of maybe one to two podcast guests that might need that extra hundred meters, maybe. Um, yeah. but, uh, just, yeah, they, it's, it's fun stuff. So, um, have we... Have we hit on we've hit on on your major pieces? What else? What did we miss? You got your watch box next to you. Well, I have some of them. I don't have them all. So I have. Let's see. So currently, and like I know everybody was asking me when I was posting this. So this is this is just on loan. Uh, my uh, the, the Milgauss, Milgauss yeah. Uh, 
So my buddy has my Explorer, and like I, I made him take the Explorer. I was like, hey, dude, can I try your Milgauss? I'll let you borrow my Explorer. And I, like literally, he didn't care. He was just like, he works in finance, like in like private equity. He doesn't like. He's like, yeah, just take it. I don't really wear it that much. So, <laughs> but I left my Explorer with him just to feel better about it. Uh, this is awesome. I remember how hot it was with the green glass. Yeah. Uh, I don't like. I don't love it. Like I, uh, it's really thick. It's really chunky. It's really big. I, like, yeah, I just, I don't love it. Like, it's not bad. I don't hate it. Uh, but, uh, anyway, so that's just one of the ones I have here, but what else do I have? I have a, uh, I have a Grand Seiko. Oh that, yeah. You, uh, you have the boutique edition. That's yeah, a the great boutique watch. Edition. The SBGR 073. So it's the old dial where it's Seiko at 12 and then Grand Seiko at six. Um, it's the blue sunburst dial with the red tip second hand. Uh, I have the, I have the BB 58. I also have the original black Bay. Uh, what else do I have? I have the Rolex Explorer, which I think I mentioned. Yep. Um, I have a Helio Seaforth with the, like the, for lack of a better word, the Tiffany blue. Oh yeah. That's a good one. Tiffany blue dial. It's really good. Uh, I have an Oaken Oscar Olmstead. That's another uh, white one. dial. That's really I like good. It. Did yard work in that yesterday, so that's my. Uh, well, that I mean, I think if I'm remembering, was that is that he? Chase, we had Chase on, and if I'm remembering correctly, I can't remember whether it was that one or the Humboldt. I think it's that one that's named after a famous kind of landscape architect in. Chicago. That's all. That's the. Olmstead. That's what I thought. Yeah, so like, like doing yeah. yard work in the Olmsted is is almost that exactly. Makes sense, yeah. It makes perfect sense. <laughs> Yeah, he would be very disappointed in what my yard looks like. If folks saw my yard, he'd be like, "This don't invoke my name when you're doing anything to this yard." But uh, yeah, so I, I did yard work in it yesterday after work. Uh, let's see. Uh, but uh, so, what else do I have? Uh, I've got an I've got a uh, vintage like 1950 Seamaster with a honeycomb dial. Uh, it's like a three six nine honeycomb dial. Like thing is amazing like i like i uh i don't have it handy i love that watch but um that seems like a special occasion watch like one of those that you're like okay yeah i need to i need to feel vintage and fancy let's let's throw this guy out yeah, yeah, yeah. i like if i was gonna wear like a suit yeah I'd be like this would be a good suit watch. do it's people like, wear uh, suits anymore i mean it just with between the pandemic i haven't and- i don't even think my suits would fit me <laughs> in the pandemic i don't like it be like that's not button that's not <laughs> That's like I, all of my pants at this point have elastic. Like I'm like, I've just, I've just given up. I was like, I don't like it's, 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 uh, it's such a weird, I mean, it's, it's a weird situation. Like, and it, it's funny. Cause it's uh, what's, what's the meme. It's like, it's, it's the, um, uh, Fal- like I'm not a big Marvel guy. So Falcon, who's the, yeah, I mean, Falcon? Falcon, well, he's now Captain. He's now Captain America. Well, yeah, yeah so that's how far out I am. That's um, but but like there, yeah. it's the meme with him running and Captain America catching him, and I've seen like Catlin's okay. and it's it says it says <laughs> me still processing twenty twenty, and it's Captain America. Twenty twenty two is in four months. It's like oh shoot, yeah. like it's just we're still talking about the tail end of the pandemic, and it is. It's been, I mean, I, it's it's revving up again. Like I, uh, my company, we're supposed to be having a outing in barcelona in four weeks and monday 
the EU is going to announce that they're proposing like locking down again yeah. and not letting they want EU member countries to not let U.S. citizens in. So, like, I don't know if you saw my post on Instagram. Oh no, I didn't. I'm sorry, I wasn't on Instagram. I was like, uh, I was like, you know, I've been all for you know, like, if you don't want a vaccine, don't get a vaccine. Like, I'll, I got mine. You do you, whatever. But now you're screwing with my trip to Barcelona. <laughs> so go get your damn shot. <laughs> like, <laughs> it just it. It's so weird to think. It was funny because, like, you know, one of the cool things about all the photo apps with kids is like, oh, two years ago today, this, two years ago. And I don't know how it came up on one of the things. It was like March, a picture of my wife and my two boys came up, and it was March of 2020, and it was like March 4th. So you're like, we were talking about coronavirus. We weren't sure whether or not it was going to be a thing. You know, it was, it was right before the, hey, let's lock down for two weeks, that whole, like, like – and you're just like, it just oh man, to flatten the curve. Oh man, like let's just like let's just like you look back at that picture. And you're like, man, if if I'd have known then what I know now, and it would like would it have really changed that much? Probably, probably not. But you're just like, like oh man, you remember when we thought like this, like this wasn't even a thing then, and like it just it. It's weird to think now though that that was like that was 18 months ago. That was yep. eighteen months ago. It's just it's it's yeah. it's kind of nuts. Like it's already set. And they still haven't gotten that curve flattened. Apparently, <laughs> no. like I, the other like nobody can control this. Like there's no like there's no government on the planet that can like get this in check. Like it's disingenuous to lie to people and tell them that they can. I mean, like like Israel is eighty percent vaccinated and they have mass outbreaks right now. Like, I, I mean, what do you do? Like, you can't just expect people to stay in their houses. Like, it's just, yeah, I don't know. That's, uh, sorry, that's, I'm not going to get off on my No, it's just, it's, 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 it's like, just, it's, a, it's, it's one of those things where you, but we, you know, I, I had lunch with a former coworker today. Um, and it's just one of those things where, you, you know, you're starting to get into return to office. Those things are being delayed, like all this other stuff. And you're like, it's just. It's you almost have to step back and think like I don't I remember what it was like before this, but you're getting to the point where people are conditioned to like this is normal life now, and yeah 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 it's yeah. it's, it, it, it's tough exactly. to readjust back like if it had been if it had been two weeks if it had been six months if it had been a year we'd already be reconditioning back but it's been eighteen months and things are yeah. back like it's ebbed and flowed there have been you know. Summers have been better than it. like, but it's just like you're looking at. It, you're like, I. People have used the word the new the term the new normal for for a lot of things for the last fifteen to twenty years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. okay, so twelve years, twelve to twelve to fifteen years. Yeah. New normal has been a thing. They, it might actually be real this time. Like the whole idea of, oh, this time it's different. This time it might actually be different. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, yeah. It's, 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 uh, well, yeah. I thought 18 months ago, I, this is going to tell you just how like sick I am in the head. I was like, finally, Rolexes are going to be available. <laughs> it's going to be a softening of the market. Like, there is no way that this market doesn't soften and, for a damn global and, pandemic. And it's gotten worse. It's gotten worse because all those people who can't travel have spent money on watches, but, just like us. Yeah. <laughs> and, but like, yeah, you know what's funny though? Like, like my wife got a promotion during this. I got a new, better job during this. You took a new job yeah. recently. Like, so like, it, like I understand that people are struggling. Like, it, you know, people. Some people are having a hard time, oh, yeah. but like. 
in my circle, I haven't really seen it. Nobody is worse off. Like people are just like sitting at home, you know, like the, uh, like they're just not traveling. That's the, uh, it's, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird situation. And I mean, it, I don't know. I obviously would like to get things back to kind of a sense of what normal life looks like, but I don't know if, if people, I don't know. It's weird. I don't know. It, it, yeah. I, um, yeah. So my, um, my boss had to fly over to our headquarters in France a couple of weeks ago. And he told me that, uh, you know, the flight was fine. And everything. It was like the hardest part was like from the time I left my house. Cause I took an Uber to the airport. Once I was in the airport, I had to have a mask on, had to have a mask on in the Uber, had to have a mask on from the flight to Paris, then a connecting flight in Paris, mask had to stay up. So he was like, I had like a 15 hour stretch where I was essentially like masked the entire time with the exception of like the meal service on the airplane. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in my head, I'm like, see like that. I just feel that that's just like for show. Like that's like, if you're letting everybody take their damn mask off to eat their food, like you're negating any purpose of the mask being on for eight hours. Like you're not help. Like anyway, I'm not going to. Right. Yeah, but I mean, the other thing too is like to, to that point, especially on an airplane, especially on an airplane. Yeah. Like I can, I can recycled air. It's like, yeah, it's like it's just stupid. Like if somebody on this plane has COVID and you're not vaccinated, you're going to have COVID. Like that's just how it is. Like yeah, it just it, it it's it's a weird situation. But um, you know what I realized? We both have we didn't do fresh form. We both have fresh form finds. Yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we should do them real quick, and that should be how we end. We've we've ended episodes like this before because we forgot okay. them early, and Buzz didn't wave at me quick enough. <laughs> okay. All right. Fair enough. So you want to go first? Uh, I can if I can. Or you want me to go first? Uh, I, so I just I might have accidentally just closed. Nope, I got it. Okay. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a little bit different here. Not different. I told you it was a, it was a watch that I own, a version of a watch okay. that I own. It's a watch that yeah. I really like. It wears really well. I've not tried this on the bracelet yet, but I've heard good things. Uh, the bracelets from this company have gotten a lot better recently. Um, I've got a Seiko SPB 117 Alpinist. So the black dial, I actually, when this came out, I thought I was going to get this one. And then I just, I didn't yeah. buy it. And then the green dial one came out and I had a way to get it from Europe. So I ended up with that one. But it's the black dial shark tooth Alpinist on a bracelet. Fantastic watch. I've tried this watch on. It's great. Wears amazingly well. I own the same case in a different color. Uh, Five hundred and fifty bucks on. Uh, let me see which forum it's on. Oh, it's on Reddit Watch Exchange. You know, that's uh, five fifty for for an Alpinist. Fantastic in my book. Like that's a, that's a, that's a you know pretty solid price for for a very awesome dependable wear it every day type of watch. So that's where I'm at. That to me is, that to me is fresh enough. <laughs> All right. So this is mine. Now this is a watch I've liked for a very long time. Never owned it, but it's the Oris Aquas, the Maldives. Okay. Have you seen the Maldives? Maldives limited edition. It's titanium. Ooh. 43 and a half millimeters. So I think they did this watch in two different sizes. This is the 43 and I will say I've, I've worn a 43 and a half millimeter Aquas. They wear, I have a regular black Bay. I have a Seamaster 300 M same size as those. I don't care what the number says. Okay. All right. So full box and papers, it's 1542 25, but they're accepting offers, which is a fair price. Maybe like, 
the best part though, or like the part I really wait. They threw I the twenty five cents on, on there. Yeah. So this is on this is on eBay. They're oh, running a sale. Okay, okay. But here it is. This is from Golfbergs. Oh, okay. Watchbox Studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Golfbergs. Uh, but this is from their Hong Kong office, okay. not from Philadelphia. But like established seller. Oh yeah. Like you know they're re- they're reputable. Yeah. You're not going to get ripped off. They're accepting offers on this watch. It's fifteen forty two, but you might be able to get it for less, which I think is fair. Uh, I love this watch. Like I and, and it looks like the they say this is pre owned, but it still has the stickers on the clasp. I'm looking at it right now. I'm looking at the back of the case back. The stickers are still on the Oris clasp, and it is full boxing papers. It looks like if I hadn't just bought a Cartier and I've, I've had about four drinks, I'd probably <laughs> throw down my credit card. Uh, but I love this watch. Like it's got the uh, second hand at nine o'clock. Oh yeah, yeah. Those are those aquas yeah, like are always the, fun. The bezel's like a blue green gray. It's a really good looking watch. So uh, yeah, Oris Aquas Maldives Limited Edition in titanium. That's my. Uh, that's a pretty stellar one i think yeah man I, I, that's i'm gonna have to look that up yeah i'll send you the link it's uh the um yeah it's a good looking it's a sharp looking watch i mean it's a like, like i think what oris has been doing is great but they've definitely gone a little up market like you're not finding like you're, you're not getting a new aquas for 1500 bucks uh, no you're not Especially if you want the new movement, but I mean the fact that they kept yeah. the old movement around too, I think is interesting. It's kind of a you either want the new movement, the new technology, and, and those colors, or you you're okay with the older one. I mean, they're both fantastic. I mean, it just it. Yeah. I, I will say I'm really glad. I the forty three and a half wears just fine, and if they only came out with forty three and a half, that's but man, that forty one and a half. Oh my goodness, that is nice. the sweet spot. It is. It's. It probably wears from a footprint size really close to your BB58. Even though it says it's 41 and yeah. a half, just because it's round with let's be real, that has an yeah. that pretty much has an integrated bracelet. The way that all marries up, like it just it it's it's great. And they do dials really well. I mean, I we could we could talk about Oris again quite a bit, but yeah, I'll I'll leave that discussion for another, another time. But I think Oris is great. Like I think like again, just uh yeah, really great stuff. Uh, you know, just another like really great brand at a certain price point. Like, um, pretty affordable. Oh yeah. Like, I mean, relative like, relative to this hobby, they're pretty affordable. Yeah. yeah. I, I I hate saying that because like I, I you know I know people are like they're like since when is three thousand dollars affordable? It's like well, it's all relative. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's well, I mean, and the other thing too is like they they're one of the brands that seems to kind of really I don't say they they get it like. Yeah. We, you know, yeah. the, the, their airstream we talked about at the BWSG meetup. They they were in between events. They came to Cincinnati on a Tuesday and yeah. hung out with us at a brewery, yeah. and we had an absolute blast. Like it was it was a phenomenal time. And they had everything in that airstream. They had yeah. all the watches. Like it was it was the one of the coolest things that I've 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 had a chance to be a part of. It just like they they just they like they seem like they like to have fun and. It's it's almost to the point where you have to know kind of what you want because they do have, they have almost a model and a size and a colorway for almost everyone, so it can kind of be a yeah. little bit of analysis paralysis. Like when you find that one, you're like, "Yep, that's it. That's that's you just got to go yeah. for it." And they throw a good event. They give good swag. I mean, I got my I got my bear cup, 
Uh, I have so many Oris Red Bar Rocks glasses. I think I have four of them. I have a set. <laughs> you have a uh, set. And I've given them away. I like because like I know they go to the events and they do like, oh, answer these trivia questions. And like I'd like I spend way too much time reading about watches so I could answer a bunch of them. But like, yeah, the uh, hats, like they give away really good stuff. If you ever have a chance to go to an Oris hosted event, go because you're gonna get some uh, you're gonna get some cool swag. It's not junk, it's like yeah, cool stuff. Yeah, that, that uh, mug uh, that from. mug's a lot of fun. So, I've got the mug. The bear I've got mug? the bear mug. Yep. Okay, like I, again, I've had a few drinks. I'm just gonna say it. Like, and I think people made jokes about it when that mug came out. But Oris Bear's packing a wrench, man. <laughs> like, look, look at the, like look at the mug. I, I don't know who drew him, but but uh, I I don't know who drew him. But uh, <laughs> I think, yeah, I think, I think we've got to end on that. I don't know how, I don't know how this conversation tops that. <laughs> I don't think we can top that. Like, we've made it to like, this stuff. might, you, so you, you're going to potentially, we've joked about you not being on for a very long time. You've got a good run. You've got a really good run here. You're, you're potentially going to be one of the longest ones. I would encourage most of our listeners to listen to this on double speed. Although if you're hearing that now, um, it's probably too late. <laughs> um, <laughs> So there's that, and you'll probably get us over a specific download milestone here, which will be pretty, pretty, pretty interesting. So I'm not going to divulge that until it happens, but my guess is by Friday we'll have hit that, which will be pretty cool. Can I just say one sure. thing to my friend, bearded Southern gentleman? You may have gone first, but I went longer. <laughs> that's, that's all. That's just just make sure his son's not listening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And on that note, we don't have Buzzy to say see you, but uh, Ryan, it's been it's been fun hanging out with you tonight. Thanks for thanks for coming on on short notice. Um, we, we it's been a blast. Obviously, at this point, I think we'll have to have you back. Now that we we waited long enough, we'll have to we'll have to have you come in and uh, hang out with the other two at some point. You get to see Spangler's mustache if he still has it. Um, maybe that was a victory. Well, hey, yeah, so. No, I really appreciate you having me. I had a great time talking. I felt like I rambled a lot, but thanks for having that's me on. How, that's, really, you, have you heard, like, we have a joke about what my ramblings are called. Like, I have a name for them. So, like, it, we, there's rambling. It's 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 what we do. I don't know why people listen to us, but they keep listening, so we just keep having to record stuff. So, at this point, it's been a blast. We'll catch everybody next week. Stay safe. Take care, everybody. <laughs>